morning, those that are in the building, those that are in the parking lot, and those that are live by Facebook, we welcome you here. Hope and pray that you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving, ever how it was that you was able to spend time and do things that you enjoyed doing, time off. Uh, so just want to say welcome here today. And by way of announcements this morning, uh, uh, we, they're going to be putting up the cross uh, sometime soon. And if anybody would like to uh, give a poinsettia, donate money or whatever, bring uh, just uh, further to put around the cross, then let us know and uh, see Sister Shirley and uh, she will uh, handle that. So uh, please, if you're able to do that, it was beautiful last year. And so let's remember that also this Wednesday night live at 7 and also Sunday mornings at 10.30 inside in the parking lot. So just thankful uh, for the privilege we have once again to be here. And uh, just thank the good Lord that uh, soon and very soon, I believe Jesus is going to take care of it all. I believe he is. So uh, uh, whichever way he chooses, I don't know, but we just trust in him. He's in control of all things. So let's remember one another. Do pray for Brother Everett and Sister Marie. They're both in the hospital at uh, Foresight Hospital. So do remember them today. I talked to both of them on the phone uh, Friday, I believe it was, and they was uh, could hardly uh, talk on the phone because they're so weak. So just remember them. Also pray for uh, Kari and also remember uh, Charles and Jill Bailey. Uh, they've had some of their family uh, able. Uh, his mother's been uh, uh, exposed to this or tested positive for the COVID. So remember them. Uh, today that's why they're not been able to come so remember them as we pray pray for all the sick all the shut-ins all the lost uh, the churches all those that have lost their loved ones to death do pray for sandra moore's family uh buried her yesterday do pray her her son mark's facing surgery on his back in a few weeks so remember him and just remember their families we pray today and also uh, deanna hughes uh she's uh, still uh, going to the doctors and uh, Pam called me, I believe it was Friday, and uh, said that uh, she's got to go back to the doctor. It's her lungs. So just remember her today as we pray. Also, Isaac Walker, continue to pray for his rehab. Uh, Lisa and her dad and her aunt, continue to remember them today. Ed and Barbara, let's pray for them. Sister Gloria Jean and, her, and Jerry, and also her daughter Joanne and Curtis, our country. Do remember our country and uh, all of those that do have the virus and are being affected by the virus. Let's just remember them, our leaders. Uh, Savannah, let's continue to pray for her. Sister uh, uh, the sister Margaret said, she said, tell everybody hello. She missed everybody. So let's continue to remember her. Uh, Dana and also uh, Margaret Hagee is going through some, uh, some uh, situation with her heart. Remember her. Christina's special request, Philip Walker, uh, Ken Huffman. Also, Janice Moore's been uh, still having some trouble with the, they changed some of her medicine. And so just remember her today and her family. Also, Joyce Swing, Karen Goins, uh, Greg Gobble, and Wilson. He stands in need of our prayers today. Those that's on Facebook, that's asked for prayers. And those that have been getting slack concerning the good Lord, just pray. Because it don't matter how close you are to the Lord, when you get, you can easily uh, kind of just drift away if you get away from him. So just remember uh, each and every one today. And let's pray. I need, the, I need your prayers as God will lead us to preach this morning. And I pray today that his will and his way would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm so glad that I'm able to be here today. Amen. I'm thankful for that today. And we need to realize how privileged we are 
to be in God's house today. There's a lot of people that would love to be sitting where you're sitting, and they're not able to. And I'm just thankful. And there's a lot of people today we need to pray for that could be sitting in here uh, that have chose not to for uh, for not for the wrong reason. I put it that way. Uh, so just pray one for another today. And I know this uh, thing's been going on for a long time. Uh, but you know what? God's been good to us, and God's got us to where we're at today. And I'm just thankful for that today. So let's all stand, get ready to go to the Lord in prayer. I know we all have requests by uplift of our hands today. And maybe someone in the house has an outspoken request they'd like to give at this time. Yes, I want to talk about uh, my son's, son's daughter. My grandson's mom, they took both of these sisters away from her and nephew Josh's with drugs and everything. And one's a new bird, and the other one with his grandmother. But uh, DSS called my son and wanted to know if he would take the little two-year-old in temporarily and foster her until they can find her somewhere to live. And I just pray to God that he'll take her in and just keep her. Because that is uh, his son's sister. So yeah. Amen. Let's remember that. Anyone else? Amen. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Ed, lead us to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, it's so good to be in your house this morning. It's so good to know you, Lord, in the free pardon of sin. Lord, it's so good to see my brothers and sisters in Christ, those we saw in the parking lot, and Lord, those we saw in the house, in the church house this morning, God, and no doubt we may have some others uh, uh, that come in this morning. I pray it'll get them here safely. Uh, I pray for those that would love to be here, but Lord, they've been hindered uh, uh, through sickness and through other situations today. I just ask you, Lord, to be with them. Uh, uh, be with our church, ever blessed, ever helping. Lord, help it to be what you'd have it to be, Father. Uh, I pray today, God, that we would just look into the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord which made the heaven uh, uh, and the earth today. Lord, you made it all. You know it all. Uh, and Lord, you're able to take care of all today if we just look unto you, Father. Uh, uh, Lord, you're the one that can help us. You have helped us. You have guided us. Uh, and you have got us to our point of life today. And I want to say thank you. Uh, I ask you, Lord, this morning, God, that we'd forget about everything that's our troubles and our heartaches. Uh, and the things that are bothering us. And I pray, Lord, we just get our mind centered uh, upon the word of God today and on the service uh, as we come into worship you, Lord. We got everything uh, uh, to lift our heads up and say thank you, Jesus, uh, uh, because you've been so good to us. Uh, I ask you, Lord, right now, Lord, just touch the hearts and lives of the people uh, that are listening today, ever how they're listening now or, and maybe later. Uh, I pray, Lord, just touch the sick, I pray, Lord, just deal with the loss. Uh, and Lord, just pray, Lord, Lord, just deal with those that's got away from you today. Uh, and Lord, just put on their hearts and their, and Lord, just let them know, bring to their remembrance uh, of the good things of God today. Uh, uh, we ask you, Lord, just to ever lead us and guide us and direct us. Uh, uh, Lord, just bless the offering as we receive it today. Take it and use it uh, uh, for the upbuilding of thy kingdom. Bless those that have to give. Uh, and bless those that have not, Father. And I thank you for how you've taken care of us. Uh, 
I pray it will just continue to take care of us. And Lord, if we look to you and put our faith and trust in you, I'm glad, Lord, you're a rewarder of them that diligently seek you, Father, and they put their faith and trust in you today. I ask you, Lord, right now, lead us and guide us and direct us. Bless our singers as they sing. Bless the reading and the preaching of thy precious word. I pray, Lord, we'd all, Lord, just get in one mind and one accord and worship you, Lord, today, Lord, in spirit and in truth. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for all you've done, all you're doing, and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we all do pray. And all of God's children says, uh, amen and amen this morning. Thank the good Lord for being able to be here today, uh, for it being in his house today. It's wonderful. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all glory. And he's worthy of all honor this morning. We need to realize that today because uh, he's the one that's in control of all things. And uh, it's not us, it's him. Amen. And I'm thankful for that today. And I'm glad it doesn't matter the sickness. It doesn't matter what we face with in life. You know what? He will be with us. He will help us. And he may not remove the mountain, but he'll give us strength to climb that mountain. That when we get to the top, we'll be, we may be tired and weary, but we'll be stronger for the next one. And I'm thankful for all his goodness. If everything was valleys, you know what? We would never be thankful for the mountaintops. Uh, and if everything was in the, on the mountaintops, we would take that for granted. Amen. Uh, uh, for, but you know what? God puts us in the valley sometime. And I'm thankful for all that he's done for us and all that he's going to do for us today. I'm going to ask our sister if she'll come and start her singing for us this morning if she'd like to. Uh, just come and sing for us. And let's worship the Lord today for God's goodness and mercy today. Hey, Casey, come here a minute, son, please, and get that out of the offering plate there, please, so they can take care of that. Thank you, sir. Y'all pray for me, Lord, because I just don't have the music, but that's okay. Jesus was praying on the day that he would die, fulfilling his father's wishes. He never questioned why. From the beginning, he knew how it would end. He was singing heaven's hymns. Some sweet day, when we're called away, and I'll go home to be with him. All is right with Jesus standing by my side. We be singing heaven's hymn. Jesus came to this old world, a job he had to do. His father had a plan. And he had to see it through. His last day in this old world, he knew how it would end. Praying to his fathers and singing heaven's hymns. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I can see him there down upon his knees praying his prayers some
sometimes I feel like I'm standing there with him and we are singing heaven's hymns. One night while on life's raging sea, it looked like as if I would suffer defeat. As the darkness of night closed off the light, my heart sang with fear. My desperate cry rang out with fright. All I could see was no hope in sight. With faith all but gone, I met the one who came looking for me. He came looking for me. He came looking for me. He made a way when there was no way that I could see, that I could see. I drifted so far, but Jesus was near to rescue my soul and calm all my fears. And I'm safe from all harm since I met the one who came looking for me. Amen. Ladies, y'all come and sing He's Alive this morning, would you please? Amen. Anybody got a testimony while they're coming this morning? We're in his house. and It's okay if we uh, want to get excited to be here. Amen. So, but we can't do no more than the Lord will allow us to do. And then 
there. Well, Jesus, he's not there. He's alive, he's alive. Oh, death could not hold him. He's alive, he's alive. Oh, the stone that was broken. Jesus came back from the grave and he won the victory. He's alive, he's alive. Oh, death could not hold him. He's alive, he's alive. Oh, the stone it was rolled away. Standing there so meek, 
And he won't be nailed to the rugged cross Through his hands and through his feet And there'll never be another Calvary cause He don't have to prove one thing The day the land becomes the line And the line became the king The day the land becomes the line And the line became the and get forgiveness but there'll never be another Calvary he's done done it all and I'm thankful for that today amen how do we know there I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on hell Hell was my destiny The crowd was shouting crucified Could have come from these lips of mine The dirty shame was killing me it would take a miracle to wash me clean. Then I read the red letters, and the ground began to shake. Prison walls started falling. And I became a free man that day. Felt like lightning hit my veins. My dead heart began to beat. Mirth of God filled my lungs. And the Holy Ghost awakened me. Yeah, the Holy Ghost awakened me When I read the red letters And the ground began to shake The prison walls started falling And I became a free man that day Oh, God. 
this morning. Testimony, song, amen. Everybody done what the Lord wants them to do today thus, thus far? Amen. If you if so, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. We're going to read verses 9 through verses number 16 this morning by the help of the Lord today. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse number nine through verse number 16. If you would please stand with us if you're able to this morning. If not, then the Lord understands you're not doing it to me anyway. It's unto him. First Corinthians chapter two, verse number nine reads like this. But as it is written, eyes have not seen nor ears heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed, revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the, thing, uh, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's, with man's wisdom teaches, uh, but with the Holy Ghost, uh, which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto them, Neither can, I, can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, uh, uh, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, uh, but we have the mind uh, of Christ. Let us pray. Father, we love you this morning and we thank you, Lord, for everything that's been said and everything that's been done to this point of the service. Uh, uh, we thank you for the reading of thy precious word and for all uh, of the good things of God today. Now we ask you, Lord, just a little while, uh, I'll drive back the opposing powers of Satan today. Give us liberty. Uh, uh, give us freedom to preach what thus saith uh, uh, the word of God today because we realize we're nothing. Uh, uh, we realize we can do nothing, Lord, because you know the thoughts and the intent of the heart of far off. Uh, uh, Lord, you know what each and every one of us need today. Uh, and I pray, Lord, just use me today to preach uh, uh, what thus saith the Word of God, what you've laid upon our hearts today to bring forth. Uh, we ask you, Lord, right now, lead us and guide us, direct us, accomplish that which you've set forth to accomplish today. Uh, and we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for all that you have done, all that you're doing, uh, and all that you're going to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we all do pray. Uh, and all of God's children says, uh, 
Amen and amen. This morning, may God add his blessings uh, unto the reading of his precious word today. Uh, I'd like to read verse 9 and verse number 10 again uh, because it says there, but as it is written, I have not seen uh, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things uh, which God hath prepared for them that love him. Uh, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, uh, for the spirit searches all things. Uh, uh, Yea, the deep things of, of God today. I'd like to preach just a little while upon this thought of uh, what Jesus can do uh, uh, for you this morning. What Jesus uh, uh, can do for you today. Think about this this morning. Uh, uh, you go to a uh, you go to a place of business a lot of times, uh, and they'll come up to you and they say, "What can I help you with?" or "What do you need today?" Uh, and you know what? A lot of times you'll go in there and you'll ask them that, uh, and they'll take you and they'll show you. And or sometimes they'll say, we don't sell that. We don't have that. Uh, we don't have this. But you know what? They come up and they ask you uh, uh, that. But you know what? What can Jesus uh, uh, do for you today? I don't have much of an introduction. I've got about five points, I believe it is. Uh, uh, but you know what? By the help of the Lord, we're going to give that unto you, first of all. Uh, and the most, uh, one of the most, all of them is very important. Uh, but in order to receive the others, you've got to do the first thing. Uh, uh, you know what Jesus can do? He can forgive you you uh, of your sins this morning think about that uh, it doesn't matter you know what how bad they may be in your behalf uh, it don't matter because if you go to the apostle Paul uh, who was Saul at this time you know what he was a chief among the sinners uh, uh, you know what he was he was a, a chief persecutor of, of the righteous people when Jesus came to save him uh, he was on his way uh, uh, to, get, uh, to, uh, to get Christians and bring them back uh, and to punish him and even kill him uh, and think about about even when Stephen was stoned, uh, they laid his clothes at the man of Saul, uh, and Saul was happy and was pleased with that. Uh, uh, he'd done many bad things, uh, uh, but yet God came and forgave him of all of his sins, uh, and he became one of the greatest New Testament preachers uh, that have ever preached the gospel. He wrote 13 uh, uh, books of the New Testament out of 27 books, 12 to be sure. Uh, knows who the author is, but most of us think uh, uh, it is Paul today. So think about is uh, he can forgive you uh, of your sins think about individually uh, hey I know he can forgive me of my sins I've experienced that I know that uh, and he can and he will forgive you of your sins there's people that's been on that's on death row today that God has saved their souls since they've been where they're at and you know what he forgave them of all of their sins that does not mean he will not change our consequences here upon earth. We may still have to pay our debt to society, uh, uh, but you know what? God will forgive you of all your sins. You know, how do you know that, preacher? Uh, uh, when we turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 through 10, we read this. Uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, uh, and the truth is not in us. Uh, uh, you know what? Also in Romans 3, 23, says, For all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God. Uh, but I'm going to it goes on in after verse 8 of 1 John uh, uh, verse uh, chapter 1 it says if we confess our sins uh, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins uh, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we do one thing confess think about one thing 
If we confess our sins, uh, he will be faithful to us. He will forgive us. He will be just with us. uh, And he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, All of my sins, think about that. Uh, All of my sins have been washed away. Uh, uh, You know what? They've been thrown in the sinful forgetfulness. uh, uh, Never to be remembered again. He will do the same thing for you. uh, And you want to know, listen, the church may listen. The only thing the church can do for you uh, is offer you Jesus. Think about that. When we come to his house, this is not my house. This is not your house. This is the house of the Lord that he allows us to. This is the house of the Lord that he has, that he allows us to come to. This is his house. And you know what? When we come in, we preach Jesus. And you know what? What can Jesus do for you? Many people say, what can the church do for me? But we don't mean, what can the church do for me? But what can I do for the church? Uh, uh, What you can do for the church is you can give your life to Jesus Christ uh, and become part of the church, uh, and Jesus will forgive you of all your sins. You know what? We take that lightly sometimes. You know that? We take being forgiven lightly. I say we all do. God has done great things for us. He has forgiven me. And you know what? You know, sometimes we say, well, uh, we, we, we was this and we was that. No, what it is, it don't matter how bad you may have done or how good you may have been. Uh, we were still lost in our sins. We were all headed to the same place. It don't matter. I can tell you I never drank. I never did alcohol. I never done drugs. I never, but you know what? I was still just as lost as that drunk. I was still just as lost as that dopehead. But you know what? Jesus will say, whosoever will come and take of the water of life freely, he offers it to you. He will give it to you. And I'm so glad today that he will forgive you of your sins. Now listen to me, young people, this morning. The greatest testimony you can have for Jesus is you give your life to Jesus early. Now, some people have a great testimony. Everybody has a great testimony. Uh, but don't think you've got to go out here and do all the wild oats and say, oh, so all the wild oats out here. Uh, and so, so you can have a great testimony. Uh, the greatest testimony you can have for Jesus uh, is Jesus gets you early uh, and you live for him all of your days. Uh, and that's the greatest testimony you can ever have. Because there's not a person under the sound of my voice or a person that's ever been saved that wish they had not have done it earlier. You know what? I got saved at the age of 12, but I could have got saved earlier. God dealt with my heart many times. I had many opportunities. And I believe the more that we under God's message, the more we brought to church, the more chances that we do have. Why? Because we are exposed to the gospel. And the Spirit of God deals with us. You say, was that, is that being respect? No. You know what? If we come to church, I'm glad if we come to church, uh, uh, God don't wait till we get everybody here to bless us. Because if we had everybody had to be here, that was on the church row, had to be here in order for God to do something, uh, uh, God would never do nothing. 
Why? Because there's times I'm out, there's times you out, there's times others are out. And you know what? But I'm glad where he said two or three similar set together in my name, there he's in the midst. I'm glad today he will, he's here today. Now does it uh, uh, does it work better when everybody that's supposed to be here be here and do what they're supposed to do? Uh, yes, it is. It's a lot better. Everything flows better. Uh, but I'm so glad today that we can come together. Uh, and we I'm glad today what can what Jesus can do for you uh, if you're lost and you're undone, uh, he will and he can can save your soul and forgive you of all your sins. It doesn't matter what they are. Number two, He can give you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. What happens? I'll tell you what happens. When you come and ask Jesus to save you, the moment you ask Him to save you and He knows, He knows whether you mean business or not. I'm not saying you just come down here and confess. But the moment that Jesus, that you experience that old time salvation, forgiveness of sins, the Holy Spirit of God moves in. The devil has to move out and God moves in, which is in the form of the Spirit of God. And what can uh, what Jesus can do for you, he can give you also the Holy Ghost. Now the Bible tells us that Jesus does exactly that. He gives the Holy Spirit if we are saved. If we have accepted Him as our personal Savior, then what He does is He forgives us and then He gives us the Holy Spirit of God. What does He say in John chapter 16, verse number 7? He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you what he's saying, he, it is profitable for us. He was talking to them, if it, it, it's expedient for you that I go away. Think about this. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. You think about that today. It will, it, it, the greatest thing we can have is the Spirit of God in the churches. Why? Why not Jesus? You have Jesus if you have the Spirit. But why was it profitable for us that he went away? Because he was man just like we were. He could only be at one place at a time. Now he could discern, but he could only be at one place at a time as a man. But when he left, the Holy Spirit comes, and I'm glad the Holy Spirit can be right here in Lexington, North Carolina, and a lot of different churches in Lexington, North Carolina. He can be down in South Carolina. He can be up in Virginia. He can be all the way over in California. He can be all the way over in another country, and he can be working at the same time with everybody. Why? Because when we get saved, Jesus moves in in the form of the Holy Spirit of God, and it makes us do what God wants us to do, and it helps us. Because what does the Spirit do? We're in church right now. We're in church an hour and a half a week in the house. Now, me and a couple others are here maybe two and a half hours a week if you count service time. Now, I'm usually here by 8, 30, 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. It don't matter. And Wednesday nights, I'm usually here early because I like to get by myself and there's nobody around and that's the best way to do it. Spend time in my office and but you know what I'm saying is we don't have a lot of that. We don't have Sunday morning, Sunday nights, as far as Wednesday nights right now, being in together. But you know what? I'm glad on Monday morning when I get up, if I do wrong, the Holy Spirit of God tells me. I don't have to wait to come to church on Wednesday night to get it under the blood. 
I can go ahead and take care of it right then because that's what the Holy Spirit of God does. Uh, you know what? Well, before you get saved, uh, it don't bother you to do something wrong. You can put, you can turn that bottle up. You can, uh, you can uh, listen to the jokes. You can watch the uh, certain uh, TV. Uh, uh, you can do certain things, and it don't bother you. But something happens when God moves in, uh, and this is what God can do for you. It comes, uh, and it will reprove us. Uh, this one, it will show us. Uh, it will correct us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment to come. It tells us. Uh, I said, when we go to do wrong, uh, what happens? The Holy Spirit that's inside of us says. You don't need to do that. Because how many, you know, you don't have to tell people they need to quit drinking. Now, some people think it's okay, but I don't believe that. But you know what? Because I've seen many people that get saved, and they go home, and they may try to, and they'll, and they'll pour it all down the sink. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit of God. What can Jesus do for you? He can give you the Holy Spirit of God. And it goes on to say in John 14, 15 through 17, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwells within you, and he shall be in you. So think of it, when you get saved, he moves in. And when he moves in, you know what he does? He said, I don't want that filth in my life. no man. It ain't going to come down here and me stay. Because that's why we can't do things we used to do. But the thing is, we don't want to do the things we used to do when we truly get saved. It ain't that we can't, it's just we don't want to. We still have the choice, of, and sometimes we still make mistakes, but I'm glad today Jesus can do this for us. He can give you the Holy Spirit of God. And you know what he does? He can give it to anybody because in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Why? They were so bad there. Why did they not already have it? It's because Jesus had to go to the Father. And when Jesus went to the Father, he said, you abide here. And they abided for 10 days before the answer came. But I'm so thankful now since he's in heaven that when we get saved, truly get saved, not make a profession with our mouth, but have a confession. I mean, you know what? A possession, not a profession, but a possession. When we possess Jesus and we have him living within us through the Holy Spirit of God, that's what God, you know, people say, I can't live for God. You're right. You can't. But when the Holy Ghost of God moves in you, you can. If you heed to what he tells you, you got to listen. We've got to listen, you know, he'll, he'll move in, but you know what, uh, you know, it's up to you, you know what, we got to do that, but not only is he able to forgive us, of, he can forgive you of all your sins, uh, he can give you the Holy Spirit of God, but number three, he can keep you, ain't you glad he keeps, he's got keeping power, think about this, because let me turn to, let me turn to St. John chapter number six, verse 37 through verses 40, let's read that this morning. Talking about, I'm, and I'm so glad, you know what, to know that Jesus can keep you. 
The devil may say he can't, but Jesus can and will keep you. Because he says in verse number 37, All that the Father giveth me uh, shall come unto me, and to him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Uh, for, I, I, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, uh, but the will of him that sent me. Uh, and this is, the, uh, this is the Father's will which hath sent me, uh, that of all, we, uh, that of all which, uh, which he hath given me I should lose nothing, uh, but should raise it up again in the last day. Uh, and there is the this is the will of God that sent me that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life and I will raise Him up in the last day. Think about everyone uh, everyone that seeth the Son and believeth in Him. If you believe in Him and He sent you, think about that. You are going to live for Him. You're going to live for Him. You're going to make a change in your life. All these things happen. My Bible in the note says, Come that come in faith, repenting and turning to me with a whole heart, giving up sin and consecrating himself forever to God in his, in the word, his word and his will. If you give your heart, your mind, your soul, your being, everything about you, you give it to God and you know what? God will keep you. God ain't going to have no trouble. The devil's no match for God. The only power the devil has is what God has given him. If you don't believe me, look at Job. God gave him freedom to, do, to take things from Job, but he couldn't touch his body. He couldn't kill him. Then he gave him freedom to touch his body with sickness, but not to kill him. He was able to keep him while he knew Job would be able to stand it. He knew Job loved God more. Did Job? Yeah, Job made mistakes, just like we all do. But Job loved God more than anything. And what did God do? God blessed him at the end with double of what he lost. He had a lot, but God blessed him. And you know what? God will bless us. He will give us the things we need in this life. But you know what? The greatest thing he's going to give us is when we get to where we're going. Uh, uh, we're not home yet, church. We're not home yet, children. Uh, uh, we're passing through, seeking our home on the other side. We're pilgrims, just as our name says. Uh, uh, we pilgrims and strangers passing through, seeking our home on the other side. Uh, uh, but I'm so glad what, can God, uh, Jesus, what Jesus can do for you, he can keep you today if you'll just turn your life over to him. Not only that, the next one, he can give you a safe crossing at death. There was a time in my life I feared death. Before I got saved, I was afraid I was going to die in that, in that condition. I've shared with you many times about how I'd lay there sweating, lay there, the Lord dealing with me, knowing if I died in the, in the shape that I was in, that hell would be my home. And you know what? But now, I'm so glad today, I don't want to die. I got everything to live for. But you know what? I'm glad he can give you a safe cross in that day when death comes. Uh, why? Because Paul said something about it also in 2 Corinthians 5, 8 through 6. Uh, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that which we, uh, which we are at home in the body, uh, we are absent from, uh, from the Lord. Uh, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You're not going to always feel him. Uh, there's going to be times you're going to have to just put your faith. Uh, we live by faith and not by sight. I know, listen, I may not feel him, uh, but I know he's ever present and I know he's here uh, to help us today. But we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body uh, is to be present with the Lord. When we die, we close our eyes in death here and we wake up and what do we see? We see Jesus. Man, that's comfort to know. 
I'm glad of that today. While, we're li- while we live in the body, we're in our own temporary home. But you know what? And absent from our eternal home with the Lord. But to die and to be absent from the body means we are to go to he- we're going to go to heaven to be with the Lord. What a great, what a great comfort that is. He can do that for you. And you know, I- I've seen people. I've actually seen people when they when they've died, when they passed away from this life. I've seen I've seen some. They their eyes would just open up real bright and a smile come upon their face. And man, they saw something, and I believe they saw Jesus. Because I believe if Ed saw the other thing, they would be, you know, and I, I've never experienced this myself, but I've heard this, uh, that when people died, that they uh, they would uh, talk about before they died, uh, my feet's burning. Where does death start in your feet? That's where you start. If they come in and look at your, when, the, when they come, the nurses come in, they raise the cover up and they look at the feet. They're looking to see what is happening and the feet tells the first signs of what's fixing to happen. They say the hearing is the last thing to go. And you know what? Uh, Adrian Rogers said this. He's been dead a long time, but I listened to him. It hadn't been very long ago. They still have him come on TV at times, and I listened to him on the radio some. But he said this, the reason why we do not see how people, where people are going. You know, we say people, oh, they died so peacefully. Now, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings this morning, but I want to get your attention on this. They died so peacefully. You know why most people die so peacefully? It's because they drugged up. They give them medicines to help them to cope. And he said this, he said they're taking away the reality. Now, he didn't say that there's nothing wrong with it. He said we just don't see what, you know, that we think everybody, because they die in peace, because they got a smile on their face, that does not mean where they, got, where they went to. What, what happens is, is what they've done before they died. They had Jesus before. And sometime it would be good, because what does death do? Death gets our attention. It shows us how frail we really are, how brief life really is, uh, and how these things, because like I shared at the funeral yesterday, uh, you know what I told him? I said, the first, uh, one of the first funerals I ever done was a man that was 25 years old and I was 24. He was a member of the church that I pastored in Kannapolis. Dale, uh, uh, Tim Eagle was his name. He had lupus. 24 years old, 25 years old, he left this walk of life. And you know what that done? That got my attention. Because I was 24, and you know at 24, you feel like you can, you can move a mountain. You, you're strong, and ain't nothing can hurt, hurt you. You're just uh, invincible. Then when you get 50-something, you realize how, how, uh, how you never was that. But I realized then, hey, I could die. I could die today. But I'm glad he can give me a safe crossing. Think about a safe crossing over that. Why? Because think about all this. And, and you know what? To die and to be absent from the body means to go to heaven and be with the Lord. Like we said, this is proof that the inner man does not go into the grave at death. But, the, but to heaven, if, a righteous, if one is righteous and if one is the wicked, he goes to hell awaiting the resurrection of his body. And if you don't believe me, you, re, you read Luke chapter number 16, uh, verses 19 through 31, and you'll find out that Lazarus died uh, and the angels came and lived, t- took him to Abraham's bosom. The reason why it wasn't because he was poor is because he gave his heart and life to Jesus. He trusted in God. And the Bible says the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes. 
been in torment. But Jesus can give you a safe crossing. We all are going to have to die. But I'm so glad today Jesus can do what Jesus can do for you is he can forgive you of your sins. He can give you the Holy Spirit. He can keep you. He can give you a safe crossing at death. And he can also change your body at his coming. Well, I'm so glad he's going to change our body. Ain't you glad Adam and Eve didn't make it to the tree? If Adam and Eve had made it to the tree, we'd have to live the way we're living now for the rest of our life. But Jesus made a way. He put them out of the garden, and he protected the garden. Why? Because the tree of life. If they had got there, we'd have to live in our old sinful bodies from now on. And I'm so glad of that. But you know what? I thank God that someday when Jesus comes again, the bodies of uh, the bodies of ours are going to be changed into a glorious uh, a likeness of the Son of God. Because Romans chapter 8, verse 23 says, And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of, of our body. What, what we wait for the adoption? of the adoption refers to the changing of our bodies from moral morality to immorality. Uh, you think about that just like one is adopted into another family uh, and when they're adopted, you know what? Just like when we adopted Caleb, uh, uh, you know what? He lost all of his rights to the other. And he gained all of my rights as a father and one as a mother. What happens when we Get rid of this body. We do the same thing Jesus did. He got rid of the temporary, the temple. Because he said, though this house, this tabernacle be dissolved, we got a earthly, earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we got a brand new one. What that means, our adoption is we're going to leave this body and we're going to get a brand new body. A glorified body. Man, what a day that's going to be. Oh, I'm looking forward to that day. Because you know what? It says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. This is 1 John 3, 2. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Think about that today. Just as he is, we're going to be, he's got a brand new body. we got a brand new body coming up. And I'm so glad, you know what? God's going to change this old body and give us a glorified body to live forever and rejoice and be glad. Jesus can do that for you. And the last one, we can, he can take us to be with him. And for us that are saved, he will take us to be with him. I want to say to you that Jesus Christ can take you home to be with him. And he will. But the best of all, think about this of when he takes us home is that we're going to home to be with him, to be with Jesus, whom we love, whom loved us and whom we love and who gave himself for us. Man, what a glorious day that's going to be when we get to go home, when we get to go home. And I think that just one glimpse of our Savior, think about this, someday will mean more to us than anything else in eternity. One look at him. All's going to be over. All's going to be done. And I'm so glad of these. some of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures is John chapter number 14. If you'd like to turn there, 
going to talk about he will take us to be with him. Why? He told his disciples there, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, uh, uh, there you may be also. And, the, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Uh, and Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I said, I'm so glad. You know, he said, I go to prepare a place for you, each and every one of us. Then I'm glad of what he said to the Thessalonian church. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter number um, uh, chapter number 4, if you'd like to turn there with me this morning, uh, uh, let, me, let me find it here today, amen, and think about this today, what God has to speak to us. Uh, I had it marked, I thought, so y'all just pray for us. There it is, amen. Uh, uh, verses 13, uh, listen to this, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. But uh, we talking about those that are dead, that you saw or not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's how we're saved, that's how we're forgiven of our sins, is we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then we also would sleep in Jesus, how will God bring with him? For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise from uh, then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together uh, uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort uh, uh, one another with these words uh, uh, Jesus is going to step out on the cloud he's not going to come back at that time uh, and all of the if we're alive today and he comes back what's going to happen uh, is the graves are going to burst wide open uh, and we all are going to get a burst wide open we all in a moment and a twinkling of an eye and uh, we're going to get out of here that's what Jesus can do. How many times are we in a bad place and we say, I can't wait to get out of here? <laughs> you know? That's the way we ought to be feeling about Jesus' return. I can't wait. Even so, come quickly. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Do you know why? He, you know, there was people saying that very same thing when we were lost. And if he had to come back then, where would we be? But no, he was patient and long-suffering. You know what he said? I might not get you out of here right now, but he told Paul. You know, Paul asked him to remove the thorn. He said, no, I won't, but my grace is sufficient. Just trust in him. One day he's going to get us out of here. I can't get you out of your sinful condition. I can't give you the Holy Spirit. I can't keep you. I can't give you a, cro a safe crossing at death. Uh, why? Because I've never been across death. And I can't uh, change your body, and I can't, uh, I, I can't bring you uh, with me to go. You can't go on my coattail. But you know what? Jesus can do this for you. He has done it for me. He has done it for others. And there's some things he hasn't done yet, but I know he done, he's, he's, he's keeping me, and he saved me. He's given me the Holy Spirit. So when I cross dead, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? A shadow cannot hurt you. It may scare you half to death. But it can't hurt you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I'm so glad today he can give us a safe cross and he will change our bodies that is coming. 
But you know what? We're going to be known as we're known. There's, you know, there's Christian people that I've never met and you've never met. We're going to know them. We're going to be like Jesus. We're going to walk up to them and we're going to call their name. Why? Because they're one of God's children. What a day. What a glorious day that's going to be when he takes us to be with him. And I don't know about you, but we're fixing to celebrate Christmas again. This will probably be one of the most unusual Christmases we've ever celebrated as far as the world. But you know what? It shouldn't change the fact of who we're celebrating. We're celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating the gift that was given to us over 2,000 years ago. Whether we get any gifts or not, we're, we got the greatest gift that's ever been given. You know, you might, every year, you know, they'll say, boy, this is the best gift I ever got. The goodest gift, some of them say. But you know, the best thing we ever got is Jesus. And if you don't have him, he's not out of stock. He's available. And it don't cost you nothing. Everything's free. All you got to do is give your body to him in this life. You say, preacher, that's a lot to give it. Yeah, but you think about this. Think about a few years. I don't care if you live to be 100. Life is brief. Life is just a vapor compared to eternity. But you know what? He says, give me your life here now. Live for me now. And I'll tell you what. You give me a few years here, not even a day. Not even hard enough. A thousand years is one day in God. One, year is a th one day is a thousand years. So you think about it. You just give it. Most of us don't even give him a, a tenth of our days. But he said, hey, you give me your life now. You live for me now. Give me your life and do what I ask you to do. And I'll give you eternity to rejoice and to have good health and to have all these things eyes have not seen. Neither ear heard, neither into the heart of man what God's got prepared for those that love him. He's got something great. Not only in the next life, he's got great things right now. But it's hard to, it's hard to, because he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. His thoughts and his ways are much higher than ours. Much more. But I'm so glad today what Jesus can do for you. You've come today and you know what? Sometimes you may talk to the pastor and ask things, and you may talk to somebody else. You may have heard the songs thing, but you know what? The only thing we can do for you is offer you Jesus, and he can give you all of these things as we stand, as every head's bowed. That's as far as I'm going to go. When he says forgive, what he means is to give up resentment against or the desire to punish, pardon an offender or offense. What he's trying to do, he takes his resentment away and he forgives. I don't know your heart and I don't know your mind today. I don't know where you stand with God. But I've known since last Sunday that I was going to preach this message this morning. I've had it. I thought I was going to preach it last Sunday. The Lord led me a different direction. But I've known since last Sunday that I was going to preach this message this morning. So he knew who was going to be here. He knew who was going to be listening, ever how you listening. He knew what your needs were. And you know what? What can Jesus do for you? 
He can do things for you that nobody else can do. The question is, do you want him to? The gifts route is available. He wants to forgive you of your sins. And as every head is bowed, those that are in the house, I can't see nobody else, but it, it don't matter if I see you or not. If you're listening under the sound of my voice and you're lost and undone without God, you don't have Jesus and you want this church to pray for you, just lift up your hand wherever you at. And if you lift your hand up, you know what? God sees that hand. But the most important thing is if you do that this morning, you make the first step in being saved. You got to realize you're lost. Realize. If you realize you're lost, you realize Jesus is the way. If you believe that he died and rose, then you know what? He will, can forgive you today if you'll come. If you lifted your hand, no matter where you at, you know what you stand. You say, preacher, I, I've lived for God. I've been saved, but I've, I've not, I've, I've been slacking. I've been, I've not been doing exactly what I need to be doing. And He's done so much for me. And just pray that I will get back right in the center of His precious will. God knows your heart. God knows what you need. And Christians, let's just keep on, keep on. Because you know what? He is able. <laughs> He's able to do exceedingly abundant what we asked or think today. He's able and He can and He will do these things for us. And He has done many. He's keeping us. The devil says we, we've done too much, but God says, no, I forgive you. Just keep on keeping on. We're going to pray and they're going to play a song of invitation, song, ever how it's going to be done, I don't know, but God does. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your help and we thank you for your strength. We pray today, God, as we've brought the message of, through song and through reading and preaching of thy precious word, we pray today, God, that the, you know the hearts and lives of the individuals that are listening to us now, that are going to be listening to us later. Uh, I pray, Lord, today if there was any lifted their hands wherever they're at, I pray that they would realize, uh, I pray for them, Lord, that they would just surrender all. They would uh, uh, they realize their loss, and now they would just give it all to you. And if there's any walking contrary to you, walking away from you, I pray stir their heart and their mind, bring back the good thing, the remembrance of things of God. And I pray help us Christians just to keep on keeping on. Because it ain't going to be very long till you change us in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As, they, as he sings this morning. As God has spoke to your heart. If God is speaking to your heart, listen to this, this rescue story. He'll rescue you. He'll help you. You're drowning in your sins. Listen to this. Let Jesus work with you. If you're in the church house and you have a need, you want to pray, you want to come to the altar, you come to the altar. Just touch, let God there speak to you. Empty-handed. You're in your car, bow your head in your car. from the pit of my despair. There you were. Think about it. In the shadows. Holding out your hand, you made me there. And now, where would I be? Think about this. Without you, where would I be? 
Jesus. You were the lowest in the desert. He's calling you. He's saying, Come. You lost, he'll save you. He can forgive you your sins. He can put the Holy Spirit of God in you, and he will. He can keep you this morning. He will do all these things for you today if you'll just do what you're supposed to do when he calls you. You are my rescue story. You are you are. You are my rescue story. You are you are. You were right in the pages. Yes. Before I had a day. Think about that. Listen. You sing a song of I'm glad of that. Never gave up, up on me. me. You were my testimony. Oh. Never gave up on me. Think about Never that. Never gave up on me. You were my testimony. Oh. Never gave up on me. Oh, you never gave up on me. Oh, this is my test Oh, you were the worst in the desert Coming me out in the dead of night Fighting my battles for me You were my rescue story Lifting me out from the ashes Carrying my soul from death to life Bringing me from glory to glory you are my rescue story. You are, you are. Oh, you never give up on me. You are, you are. Yeah, you are my rescue story. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. I've enjoyed the Lord this morning, and I pray that something's been said, something's been done that will touch you and it's for all of us it was for the lost it was for those that need to maybe get back a take a little step closer to him and it's for those that are living the best they can you know you think about that god's got a way of just speaking to all of us and i'm thankful for that today and i pray that's been encouragement uplifting let's do remember one another let's remember that you know god's in control god's taking care of us and uh, just pray that his will and way be done and i wonder if all hearts and minds are clear today before we are dismissed this morning in the hospital i think so yeah i think yeah i'll get to afterwards yeah if i marie might have got to come home i'm not sure 
Yeah, yeah, they both. Uh, I'm they on the eighth floor, I know, but I can't remember the numbers right this minute. But if you'll see me after, I'll get them off my phone. And uh, okay, let's just pray for them. And uh, I think Sister Marie was wanting to send her home, but I'm not sure. But they're real sick. I do know that. So both of them are. And uh, I didn't talk to them very long because they couldn't. They're struggling just to talk to me. So yeah. So just pray for them. Anything else? Amen. Let's do remember one another. If you'd like to help out with the poinsettias, uh, then how many do we need, Shirley? Do you know? Well, I mean, yeah, we need them. It was there last year, so we can try to get them again this year. Amen. So is there anything else on anyone's heart? How many's glad they came to God's house today? Amen. If you'll let me get to the door, you'll be free to go in the fear of the Lord.